0: Yeah, there is no way, Slee, that this has been a week already, right? I, I Just when you think we're going to get to do a couple in a row, then yeah. Laker basketball gets in gets the way, in the way. all of these other things. But uh, that week went by fast, right? Yeah,
1: Incredibly disrespectful by the Lakers to take away some of our shows. Uh, I mean, I just don't get it. I just don't get it these days, Travis.
0: <laughs> well, maybe we should uh, get an all-star break like, I don't know, four or five times a season so we can start knocking out some of these shows.
1: Let me tell you why tonight's going to be – an excellent show. give me. The Washington Wizards, my Washington Wizards, just Yeah, beat I saw the you Clippers.
0: tweet something about the Wizard Nation or yeah, something Wizard like Nation. that. Yeah, Wizard Nation.
1: Yeah. When basically, let me kind of explain how this works. All right. When the Clippers lose, I become the biggest fan of the team that just beat them. Like, <laughs> I'm down I'm down right now to go get a Wizards jersey. I can't think of a player right now. Give me an old school Wizards guy.
0: Uh Wes Unseld. <laughs>
1: I will go online right now and buy a <laughs> So Are you to surprised that I went
0: that far back? Yeah, that, I wasn't, wasn't like, expecting that. Were you thinking that? like Rip Hamilton or something like that? Is was, that how you want to go back? Was not Jordan? expecting
1: that. Um, but I, I will say this, uh, it puts the Lakers now third place in the NBA. We'll take it. We'll take it.
0: Yeah, that, that's kind of you know where I wanted to start, Slee. Is the mm-hmm. idea you know it's it's the All Star break, which yeah. is good for a variety of reasons. The the top of which is that we get to do a whole bunch of shows next week, which will be awesome. Um, the second is is that it's kind of a time to take a step back and reassess and see what it is and what needs to be fixed, what you liked in the first half, what you don't like in the second half, and it's a weird first half for the Lakers because. There really isn't anything that you deeply dislike, at least I don't. There there are a couple of things that you'd like to see cleaned up along the way, but as far as first half of the season go, considering where they started, considering that they were coming off of a very short season, integrating a lot of new players, I'm pretty pleased with where they are right now. I thought that was a pretty good first half. 24 and 13, I think that at the beginning of the season, if you would have said to anybody, hey, look, you're going to win twice as often as you lose, everybody takes that.
1: Well, I I think, you know, take everything into consideration and there's a lot of things that go into consideration for the Lakers so this is what we do know nothing's changed that there's a small handful of teams that can win a championship this year of course Lakers and I would say right now most would say the front runners, Brooklyn in the East, mm-hmm. Lakers in the Western Conference. Yes, there's some ifs. There's question marks. Are they going to be healthy? How's Anthony Davis going to be? There, There's some things there. I'm not saying that the Lakers team is perfect, but that's one thing we obviously learned. LeBron looks as good as he did last season, so age or mileage has not been an issue so far. He's one of a short list of MVP candidates. I thought Montrez Harold, Dennis Schroeder, um this is the first time we obviously got to see them in a Lakers jersey they're as good as advertised we'll see how they do in the second half of the season um record listen it's not great it's not like we're saying the Lakers have the best record in the NBA but it gets the job done um
0: yeah the, and it the, doesn't matter if they have the best record in the NBA right I mean it, it doesn't matter to me like w- watching the game last night's Lee mm-hmm I, I a couple of things jumped out at me. Number one, I loved how they competed. They they did not have about half their team last night. I mean, they were missing. They came to play too. And they absolutely came yeah. to play. They really, really fought hard last night. They got a couple of bad calls. They had the you know, the foot on the line of Buddy Healed, the T on Harrell, a couple of things that didn't go their way. They didn't have their two best players. They didn't have two other guys that play major minutes, and they could have easily won that game. Mm-hmm. I know that they didn't and there are no moral victories in the NBA, but I really liked what I saw from them because that means those guys are gonna be ready to go once the other guys come back. And instead of asking them to do big roles, small roles, they're gonna kill it.
1: If you look at, if I try to find the negatives of the first half of the season, Trav, what I would say is, of course, everybody's going to have to wait and see on Anthony Davis. But mm-hmm. the beauty is, we're just in March, and you still got 80 days or so until the playoff start or whatever the case is. Uh, missed 14 of 37 games, by the way, and they're still sitting at the record, you said, 24 and 13. Um... Role players, I think there's some holes potentially on the roster. You'd like to see KCP play better. You'd like to see more consistent I mean, Wes Matthews and Marcus Gasol I don't think have panned out the way you wanted them to when the when the offseason started and you signed those two guys. But ultimately, at the end of the day, even with going 3-10 and 10 over the final 10 games, missing Anthony Davis, Marcus Gasol health and safety protocols, uh, Dennis Schroeder misses four games. I don't know. Can you really complain that much about the Lakers? I can't, and I, and I know – Get an opportunity to do the post game show. It's not uncommon for people to complain and find things to point at. I just look Mm -hmm. big picture. I think this team is fine.
0: Yeah, no, the Laker fans are the best. The Laker fans are the best for a a couple of different reasons. Number one, they're terribly. Terribly loyal, which is great, but number two is and is spoiled I, and spoiled. Well, well terribly spoiled, mm-hmm. but also terribly unrealistic. A lot of the time. that this idea that it almost feels like every time the Lakers lose, there's I'm, a I'm one of those guys of sometimes, fans by the way, that wants to rewrite. Well, okay, well, what what are they going to fix? Nothing. Mm-hmm. They lost, man. You you play 82 games in a regular. They're playing 70 this year, 72, whatever it is. You're gonna lose 25 of those games. It's just that's the way it goes. (laughs) That's a really good team is gonna. You're not the Chicago Bulls or the Warriors where you're gonna lose a, a small handful or two of games. Everything is fine. The only thing that you look at moving forward, for me at least, Lee, is AD. Mm-hmm. And just the the uncertainty surrounding that injury, the the idea of yes they're resting, yes they're being cautious, yes everybody's saying the right things that it's a calf injury and it's the sheath surrounding the Achilles and all the all these things, but. He's a 7-foot guy with an Achilles injury or near an Achilles injury that's missed a lot of time, and you just don't know what it's going to be when he comes. That's the only part of the equation for me that makes me feel a little uneasy.
1: Which, if we were in May, I'd feel a lot more uneasy as well, but we're not. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's the one part where um, you can walk into the All-Star break knowing Anthony Davis is getting a significant amount of time off and probably going to get eventually going to get more rest than he than – he, Probably needs, but they're going to do it because they're going to you know, remain extremely cautious. You know, Trav, I, I just don't like your expectations anymore. I mean, 33-4 and and thirty-three and four is what I called over the first 37 games. <laughs> this, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. I don't know what more you want me to tell you.
0: We got our, our first tweet of the night, Slee, and mm-hmm. it's for you, basically. You can only imagine. It's only from imagine. Uh, TFP, and it says, Slee is the Drake of anyone who beats the Clippers. Are you okay with that?
1: A- absolutely okay with that. Absolutely okay with that. I, I, you know, there's certain things you used to do when you're like 15 or 16 years old. As you uh-huh. get older, you get away from those things for, for some instance. reason. Uh, for instance, as in tweeting out "Wizards Nation" after the Wizards beat the Clippers, <laughs> okay, acting like an 11 year old. Things along those lines. You you kind of go away from that. I'm almost uh, I'm almost digging my heels even further in that one.
0: You know, it's funny. Like the the idea about the Clippers. Being the biggest threat, it just doesn't feel like that. And I'm not going to do the thing where I pretend the Clippers aren't good. they, they, they are good, but they don't feel like a threat. Like a, last year, they did. Last mm-hmm. year, it felt like, and maybe it was just because the idea of the bubble and the the uncertainty surrounding that, and everybody was kind of starting from. And I scratch think they took.
1: There. I think they took the first two against the Lakers. Uh-huh. I think that had obviously a lot to do with it as well. But, it, but well, I was just going to say, Trav, you, yeah. you were just mentioning. I've almost convinced myself that, no, no, that's still the biggest threat. So I I hear what you're saying, right? And some may say, no, no, it's going to be the Utah Jazz or maybe it's the Phoenix Suns. I think I've still convinced myself, no, it will be Lakers and Clippers, and it will come down to those two teams in the Western Conference to represent. And Clippers will obviously be an underdog if AD is AD, But I think I've still convinced myself it's still the Clippers, Lakers Clippers.
0: Yeah, I I don't know if there is. I'm not saying that they can't lose a series. They can. But the list of teams that can beat them is probably. Who are you worried about in the West? Utah. Mm -hmm. Utah, because they've got two guys that are very scary to me. And the Clippers have one. The Clippers have one guy that's scary to me, and that's Kawhi. Paul George doesn't scare me. I know he's really good. I know that he can the do a lot of The guy hits the side
1: things. of the backboard one time in an important game, all of a sudden he's he's not
0: <laughs> it, well, he did he did a little more than that. Oh,
1: it's he's done not, that. He's done that it, a lot.
0: It, well, yeah, he's hit mm-hmm. the side of the backboard most recently. How weird. But he he, did, he violated one of my rules, Lee. You ready? He he violated one of my rules, which is he gave himself a nickname. You can't do that. Mm. Someone else has to give you a nickname. Yeah. You can't self-nickname yourself. You need to have somebody else come up with it. And when he went with playoff P, mm-hmm. long before there was a bunch of playoff success, that's all you needed to know. That was the beginning of, oh, he's one of those guys. Got it. And then he started caving in the side of backboard.
1: I'm going to go lottery-slee. Lottery-slee. <laughs> we don't even make the playoffs. Don't even make the playoffs. <laughs> By the way, bad. we haven't even uh, – we, 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 we got a big one. Yeah. An amazing, amazing interview coming up here in a few minutes. So for Laker fans, uh, coming up at 7.15 – Jeannie Buss, nice enough to take some time and join the show. Trav, excited about that. I cannot tell you how excited I am to uh, to connect with Jeannie.
0: I, I can't wait to talk to her because, you know, honestly, there are just not too many people in her position, uh, owner mm. of a team, the, the face of the team, that are, are as accessible as she is. They just, you, you think about it. You think about other owners and other teams. There are some that are around, and are, but there are very, but not very many, and there are very few that are as accessible. You, you know this. When you go to a Laker game, and this was obviously pre-pandemic – Everybody knows where she sits. She's not mm-hmm. in a box somewhere. She's sitting right there. She'll take pictures. People come up to her and, and talk it, it's it's like nothing I've ever seen. I've I've been around other teams, other owners, other places. There's nothing like it.
1: By the way, I've seen where you sit at Laker Games, and let me just say your ego through the roof. Uh, a lot of times <laughs> you're saying, I don't know but I don't know if you know me, but I pitched at UCSB mm-hmm. and I hear that come out a lot. I'm like, Trav, they actually were just asking you which direction <laughs> was the restroom.
0: <laughs> well, I I will say this the gouges are seven and one. They're okay. off to a very they're off to a very, very good start. They open up a four-game series. With comes the, the Eagle.
1: Ego always so comes I'm just out. saying,
0: you, you brought it up. I was not getting – I was not going to open the show with uh, Gaucho Baseball, but there you have it. So, Slee just mentioned it. Jeannie Bus is going to join us. Coming up next, we'll talk about the first half of the Lakers season. We'll get into all things Lakers. Jeannie Bus joining us next. Travis and Slee on 710 ESPN.
2: Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. shopify.com slash network all
1: right welcome back to the travis and Slewa show want to welcome in ceo and governor of the los angeles lakers genie buss nice enough to take some time and join the show genie how are you doing
3: i'm doing great thank you for having
1: me uh we we greatly greatly appreciate the time and You know, Gina, I've got a chance these, obviously since the season started, being being across the street at Staples Center, and I can only imagine how much you miss uh, being at Staples, Laker Nation, 19,000 fans. Uh, How much are you looking forward to the day that we could get back to uh, seeing Laker fans and uh, obviously everybody being at Staples Center?
3: That day is (laughs) hopefully coming soon, and when it happens – then I'll really feel like winning that championship actually happened, and it wasn't just a dream. Hmm. Um, that's been the missing piece for us is our fans. And I think um, you know it's it's been it's been tough for the team, you know, having such a short turnaround from uh, you know becoming champions in a short off season to starting another season, yet again without fans to play um our fans our laker nation fans um you know they're they're sorely missed and and i'm i'm hoping that we're one day closer to to making that a reality
0: yeah Jeannie, it's funny you say that because you know alan and i spoke with you right after you guys won the championship uh earlier in the fall and Has it changed? Does it feel more real as the defending champs trying to go back to back? Does it sunk in a little bit or until you get the people and the parade and everything that goes along with it, does it still feel like there's just a little bit something that hasn't happened?
3: It just, it's just, it doesn't feel that it, that it actually happened. (laughs) And, you know, I, I just know how much Laker fans love this team, love to be a part of, you know the success that that the team's having on the court, they're a big part of that, and they they have been missed. And um, you know, I, I, I just I, I I get chills just thinking about what the crowd will be like once we're back at uh, capacity at Staple Center.
1: Jeannie Buss, uh, nice enough to take some time joining the Travis and Slewa show here on 710 ESPN. Um, Jeannie, we wrapped up the first half of the season uh, last night. Uh, j- just your overall thoughts. What do you think so far? Obviously, a lot of circumstances for the Lakers in regards to injuries, uh, health and safety protocols that's affected every team out there. Uh, what do you think so far of the first half of the season?
3: Um, you know, it, it, it's funny because, you know, I in all the years that I've been involved with the Lakers and, and obviously be, being in a relationship with Phil Jackson, one thing I learned is that the all-star break is really kind of that, that you know, point in the season that, that everybody kind of gets to take a breath and, and kind of catch up and get some rest and, you know, just get a mental break from the monotony of the season. And I think that this All-Star break, um, you know, we kind of hopped along to get through it. Um, And, you know, what's important is that we get the team back healthy and at full strength in time for the playoffs and, uh, you know, defend our crown.
0: Jeannie Buz joining us here on Travis and Sliwa 710 ESPN. Other than coming on nighttime radio shows, what do you do on your All-Star break, Jeannie? (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> you know, that that's, it's, it's, that's a really good point. You know, usually the All-Star game is, is a big uh, extravaganza, you know, encompassing three days of activities. So uh, this year was supposed to be in Indianapolis, but uh, obviously uh, it's been changed. And with the protocols, they, they really don't want a, a crowd to gather in Atlanta. So I will not be going to Atlanta for, for this game um and uh, but i'll be watching i think it's going to be really exciting to have all that activity kind of crammed into one event filled night and you know the, this is really important for the players it's it's a privilege to be named an all-star especially by the fans And, uh, you know, it's really, um, you know, the the fans dream to see all these all-stars together on the court at the same time. And I think they make it a lot of fun by, by players drafting each other in the, for the games. And, uh, you know, the format I I think has, has proven to be exciting after last year's um, all-star game. Um, So, you know, uh, I'll be—I'll just be at home uh, doing what I usually do, which is <laughs> walking the dog and and you know watching the game on TV.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, every Laker fan will be enjoying the game on Sunday, and obviously getting a chance to watch uh, LeBron James. Jeannie, I—I I, want to stay on LeBron for a second here, so. Last night he misses his first game of the season. How would you describe what he's doing at age 36, captain of the All-Star team again, a chance to win another MVP? How would you describe LeBron um, uh, this season? And, and if you you know kind of want to take a more macro look at it, what he's done so far with the Lakers?
3: Um, You know, I was, you know, a a person when when LeBron was drafted into the league, you know, he was phenomenal from day one. But since he's become a Laker, I've really uh, grown uh, an affection and an admiration for him as a person and as a professional. He is so focused. Um, he, 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 everything he does has purpose. He doesn't, he doesn't waste energy on things that, that don't matter. And, you know, he wanted his intention when he came, joined the Lakers was to bring us back to championship level and he delivered us a championship. And, you know, I, I, I think anything is possible with him. He, he has the mindset, he has the will, he has the, the, the brains He's got the the strength. He he could do anything. I mean, I, I really feel like I've met a real-life superhero in LeBron James. And, uh, you know, so I, I think anything can happen. And uh, I'll be, you know, looking forward to the second half of the season.
0: Jeannie Bush joining us here on Travis and Sliwa. Jeannie, Alan and I were talking uh, last minute before you came on about how accessible you are to that, you know, we've both been inside the building a million times and seen you taking pictures and talking with fans and interacting with everybody. Why is that important to you? Why have you made it a point to be accessible to Laker fans?
3: Um, you know, I I feel the same joy that they do. I'm a fan as well. And you know, when we're when I meet a Laker fan, I I have an instant connection with them. Usually, my first question is, "Who's your favorite Laker?" and and that gets the conversation Magic. going. You know, <laughs> and uh, it, it, and and I get all different kinds of answers, and and I enjoy it, and I I, I love interacting with Laker fans. That that's one of the best parts of my job.
1: You know, Jeannie, um, obviously, and, and this isn't just Travis and I uh, being on Sports Talk Radio, but looking at other franchises, other sports, um, it, it's so unique what the Bus family has built. And of course, your dad, the foundation of that, the great uh, Dr. Jerry Bus. I look at certain organizations out there and for some of them they might win one championship and that's it I guess a question I got for you and you know you could kind of describe how much of this comes from your father there is this drive it's it's never enough you know what I mean and after winning a championship it's okay let's go on to the next one what is some of that mindset within the family and how much of that comes from your father as far as 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 far as your day-to-day of what you do today
3: you know, it's 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 hard to win a championship. I mean, it, it's really, you know, I I think what my father started and what I I hope that I've built on is that what what our responsibility is is to bring the resources together so that the players that the talent can you know have the best opportunity to succeed, and um, you know it. it you can't force a team to win a championship it has to come from them it's it's from their heart it has to be authentic it has to be organic and um, if you can put all the pieces together then you know you you give them the opportunity and they have to take it over the finish line so um, you know it, it's really finding the talent and and giving them everything that, that they need to you know, meet their own expectations and perhaps even exceed them. And um, you know, it, it's you know, my dad. One of the first things he did uh, once he bought the Lakers was draft Magic Johnson. And Magic Johnson, you know, that is a that is somebody who knows how to win, has the will to win, and and the desire. And he led that team. Um, you know, I think my dad was happy to win one championship, Hmm. but you know, when, when everything is clicking and the chemistry is there, then, then it just, it, 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 it's an energy on its own. And, um, I think we have the the right talent in place, the right coaching staff. I think Frank Bogle and his staff have done an amazing job this year, keeping the team motivated after such a, a short off season, um, you know, um, so I, I, I like to think that I'm following in my dad's footsteps, that I am, am putting all the right people in, in all the right places so that they can be the best that they can be.
0: Jeannie, any idea on when we might be able to see people inside of Staples Center? Obviously, there's state regulations, local regulations and everything else. But have, have you gotten any indication on, on best case scenario, worst case scenario?
3: I, you know, I don't have any indication. I mean, myself personally, I'm hoping that as we, um, you know, uh, get past the all-star break and and to the end of the month and beginning of April, that maybe there'll be some, you know, as the cases continue to decrease. Um, But it's important for people to know that we're not through this yet, that they still have to wear their masks. They still have to practice social distancing and you know hopefully we can extinguish this virus um but you know we we are under the the um orders of the state and the county and uh, you know we will abide by whatever uh you know the the health experts say is safe because i will not risk one laker fan i don't want to lose any of them And I will protect them, and I will do whatever I can to make sure that they're safe and that, um, you know, we don't lose any of them because they're all important to me.
1: Jeannie, final one. Um, What do you think we should expect here in the second half of the season with the Lakers? And uh, what do you expect the rest of the way?
3: Um, You know, I kind of liked seeing – some of the, the other guys play last night. Um, you know, I would have rather we had won the game, but you know, I, I, like, I just like seeing, you know, the new guys that weren't on the team last year, getting more playing time, you know, having, um, Dennis Schroeder, um, uh, you know, just, you know, all, all the, the new guys getting time and, and then, um, and how well they complement each other. Um, you know, I I usually don't talk basketball but um, you know I I you know just I wanna see I wanna see more time for, for the guys that usually don't get part of the rotation and, and see what they can do and and, and uh, watch them grow their game.
1: It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be exciting. I, I know every Laker fan is incredibly excited to see the second half of the season, and obviously the Lakers have a chance of defending uh, defending their championship. Jeannie, we we cannot thank you enough. Uh, uh, greatly appreciate it. I know from myself, from Travis, from the station. Uh, thank you very very much for taking the time and doing this. We appreciate it. I
3: appreciate you having me. Thank you.
1: All right, thank you. That's uh, Jeannie Buss Thanks, right Jeannie. there. I, yeah, I'm good, Trav. I, mean, I, don't, I don't have to do anything else anymore. I mean. To, to, <laughs> You're going to
0: take the rest of the night
1: off? To get to talk to Jeannie right at the halfway point, I'm, I'm good to go. So you you take it from here. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team.
2: Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> deal, deal. No, it, it's it's just, it doesn't go like that very often. You don't get access to people like that in the middle of the season almost never it's just it's extraordinary and now you know what Slee I want to do I want to come back and I want to talk about something she mentioned about LeBron because I think LeBron obviously is on the short list for MVP we're going to pick some halfway point uh NBA award winners but I want to get into something specific she said about LeBron James and him coming to LA that's coming up next Travis and Sliwa 710 ESPN you know what I like Slee what do you got I like that we've gotten, well, a couple of segments into the show, about a half hour, give or take, and we haven't had our Brenda Walsh moment, our bacon moment, or you being exposed as an in-and-out imposter. I think today may be the first time we get through an entire show without something that makes me go, what am I doing here? Yeah,
1: things have changed, Trev. Uh, A (laughs) lot has changed since the last show that we had. Uh, (laughs) Yeah.
0: Have you reevaluated your terrible? Uh, no, bacon is overrated on these things. <laughs> uh,
1: Brenda is the most beautiful thing these eyes have ever oh, seen.
0: Boy, and did you finally go to In and Out? Have you f- tried it yet?
1: What are you doing here?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like you maybe didn't have a, a firm grasp. Can I, I, I tell on you there?
1: something? I kind of, sure. I kind of thought about things over the last couple of weeks. I'm like, you know, you have some people who tweet in, and a lot of it is food related. Okay, so I thought I was. I thought I don't know. I thought yeah, Travis wants to talk about food. I'm gonna talk about it. you're you're at a different level. Like there is no competition when it comes to this. When you warm up with two hot dogs, <laughs> well, when you start when, stops two, by when, the way, when you go ahead. when you start explaining, well, Kershaw doesn't just go out and just start pitching. He's got to warm up. He's got that's that's your analogy of how many hot dogs you have before you actually get, get eating. You're in a different class.
0: You got to warm up. You got to stretch. You got to do all the things important for athletics, just like you do for eating. Here's one, a quick one, uh, Slee. This is from Steve. It says, <laughs> Slee opens both ends of the bread bag and opens with a heel sandwich. You don't eat the heels of the loaf of bread, do you? The ends of them? Yeah. Of course
1: I eat the ends of the of the loaf of bread. Why? Why not?
0: because that's just there to keep the inside nice and fresh. Those are like those are basically just like um guardrails. Guardrails on a freeway. Is you this, know how, so in case you kind of go off it'll bump you back in the middle. Those heels are the guard rolls of the loaf of bread. Is
1: this the kind of luxury life of that you live that country club kind of <laughs> life?
0: <laughs> Well, Keith Keith tried to explain it this morning on on his show about where where I live and tried to explain the difference between Travis and Sweet Tea. I I don't think we need to get into that right now. We can do it. We can do it Do it another time. time. That's right. All right. Um, I want to talk about something that Jeannie said a second ago, and and thanks again to her for coming on with us. That's uh, incredibly generous. Thank you you to Lakers PR,
1: too, by the way, for helping making that happen.
0: Thank you, Allison, and everyone else over there. I appreciate that a great deal. Um, I think it's funny that you asked her what you asked her, Slee, because j- just to give everybody a little bit of a background, Alan and I are not in the same place. I- I'm at home, Alan's in the studio, and so we're, we're not able to kind of – figure out exactly what everybody else is going to ask. And, and you literally were going to, you asked her the thing that I was going to ask her next, because I think it's fascinating. And that is basically about LeBron that what do you know about him that you didn't know prior to him becoming a Laker? And I loved her answer because she basically look, we all knew he's going to be a great player. Mm-hmm. We all knew he was going to come into this league and be a fantastic basketball player. But seeing what he's become as a dude, seeing what he's become as a leader, seeing what he's become as, as a voice. And, off the and he, court. Off the court, mm-hmm. absolutely. And, and I don't think that – I've been a LeBron fan since he came into the league. I like LeBron in Cleveland. I like LeBron in Miami, and I love LeBron here in L.A. But it's only when you get to see him every single night When you get to see what the team looks like with him and without him, that same team. Last night was the first night that LeBron hadn't played all season long. Mm Mm-hmm. You just really start to appreciate it in a whole nother way. We know he can score points and drop dimes and and, and get rebounds and defense. And we we know he's a great basketball player, but what he brings to a team, all those intangible things, what he brings to an organization, all of those intangible things, you need to be around it every night to really appreciate it. And I think the Laker fans are finally getting what LeBron James is all about. Well, I
1: I think also, too, I mean, listen, use us as an example. We didn't watch him every night, you know, when he wasn't with the Lakers. So, uh, yeah, I'm watching his playoff games, but I'm not going out of my, my way to watch him and the Wizards, right? Um, There is a different type of appreciation at this stage of his career because Javi's 36 years old and him and Embiid are the only two you're talking about at potential MVPs. And you remember, remember when he was in high school and the hype around him in high school? (laughs) The dude surpassed every expectation you possibly can. I mean, you can't get any more hype coming in. Uh, Zion got hype. LeBron got a different level type of hype, and that was before social media 18 years ago, whatever the case is. And I only mention that because uh, here's somebody now in his 18th year still slicing and dicing um, still making it happen on night-in, night-out basis. And, and it is cool to kind of hear Jeannie say it's a different level now that he's here and I see him every night.
0: Yeah, he's, he's different. He's different physically. He's different mentally. He's different it, it, just in every possible way that you can be as an athlete or as a famous person. And like you said, he was famous when it was hard to be famous if that makes any sense. You actually had to do something to become famous at that mm-hmm. point. And he was that. Now now it's a little bit different where you can be notorious or infamous and they kind of get all mixed Like look together. at your
1: Instagram account with some of the photos that you've put up, <laughs> what right? What do
0: you mean? Which ones? I'm
1: just kidding. <laughs> Isn't that how people get famous now? They just well, throw up yeah, a couple, I don't, I don't, of, couple but, photos on Instagram?
0: Unless people are super into pictures of golf courses and ballparks. Food? My Instagram food. Yeah, That's what you should a, be doing. You little, should
1: be posting a I lot of food. food.
0: You mentioned that the uh, MVP race between Embiid mm-hmm. and uh and LeBron. You don't want to put James Harden in there?
1: Uh definitely not. Um you know, Harden first h- how many games did he play with the Rockets before he v- eventually went to Brooklyn? I want to say you can almost not count about 10 games so far this season. Harden's fantastic. Don't get me wrong. James Harden's fantastic. Uh but I don't think he's I don't think he's in the conversation. Didn't start in Brooklyn. Um, the way he started in Houston, where he pretty much rolled out of bed and said, let me just go to work. By the way, he was still dropping 30 and 40 points. But he looked like, him and I looked like we had the same physique coming into training camp. That's not good for the Rockets and James Harden. So uh, no, I I, I I wouldn't put Harden in, would you?
0: I, I go back and forth. I I don't want to put him in be, for for a couple of different reasons. Number one, I hate the way he plays. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just, aesthetically speaking, I don't like the way he plays. I, I don't Michael like called this.
1: him Dowie during one of the broadcasts.
0: Well, he is. I mean, he, he is. I, I don't like him aesthetically. It's not a good but, thing. But I also really deeply don't like how he got out of Houston. Not that he – I'm okay with him wanting out. I'm mm-hmm. okay with him saying, I don't want to be here. Send me someone else. I, I, I'm okay with that. Players get traded, and they have nothing to do with it. So if they want to go somewhere else, I think that's fine. If too. you but If
1: you want to leave the show, how would you leave the show? Would you not take James Harden's –
0: Well, see, it wouldn't work the same way because James Harden basically ate his way out of Houston, and that's just kind of my normal deal. Maybe I could go on a hunger strike. <laughs> Maybe that I wouldn't be very good at it. I You'd don't think You'd be so ripped an and so show. cut, and
1: was like, "What happened to Travis?" <laughs> he's true. trying to get off the sleep. Travis and sleeve with Joe.
0: That's right. He wants out, so he's decided to go to only one burrito. <laughs> he's not again, as opposed to uh, multiple.
1: Any scouts. word, by the way, yet on what's in the burrito, or still?
0: No, we're not even close. In fact, we've backed up a little bit. The, the whole in and out thing really <laughs> sent me for a loop. So I'm just going to kind of. I sit went on back. I went while.
1: back and listened to that when I uh, was describing it. I'm like, "What are you talking about?" I'm trying to think of me, what I was trying to describe.
0: <laughs> well, you opened up with Double Cheeseburger, which was a sweet And then us. I had some
1: guy hit me yeah. on Twitter, basically, the thumbs down on Twitter, like, don't get Sleewa's order. I'm like, thank you, man. Thank you. That's, <laughs> is that what we're doing? Going on Twitter, he's showing a photo of him at In-N-Out, and he's yeah. got a thumbs down. I'm like, yeah. all right, whatever, whatever well, it takes. My
0: order was far better, uh, much better received. You're
1: a vet say. in the game. In the well, In-N-Out game and in the food game, I mean, it's different level.
0: It's the 10,000 hour rule you know this thing right that to become an expert at anything you got to spend about 10,000 hours time just kind of doing it and I think that I, I've done my time at in and out but James Harden is not an MVP because you cannot quit for 10 games
1: that's my point right the
0: MVP no but here's the rubs Lee mm-hmm. The dude is absolutely oh, a out of his mind a right now. He's doing wait till, a lot of wait this till KD without comes back. Kyrie and KD. Mm-hmm. Exactly. No, you know what's funny? I'm, I'm glad you said that because I think that that could go a totally different way when Kevin Durant comes back. Not because of anything Kevin Durant's going to do and not because of anything that James Harden's going to do and not necessarily of anything that Kyrie's going to do, but All of a sudden, it's a little bit like what the Warriors did at the beginning, where they're trying to figure each other out how this all works together. They haven't had a lot of time together, and so it's not unlike the Lakers, the difference being Anthony Davis and LeBron have an entire season together under their belt, which resulted in a championship, so they can kind of pick up where they left off. I don't know if the same thing's true with the Nets.
1: Trav, I think you're going to be surprised. I think there's a lot of fans out there, too. When that trade first went down, um, you know there was some criticism to it, but I guess for me— I'm not worried about them. I'm really not. That, that's actually that's a that's a legitimate threat. What I do get concerned about is where Andre Drummond and some of these other buyout players are gonna because go 'cause mm-hmm. can't get them to the uh it, Brooklyn doesn't need any more help. So let's just let's keep it at that.
0: You got LeBron as your MVP for the first half of the season?
1: Yeah, listen, and there's a couple reasons why. Um LBJ has played thirty eight percent of the games this year without Anthony Davis. Granted, they're seven and seven without him and three and I think they're three and seven since he left in that Denver game, so it's not like the Lakers are are, are mowing through teams with just LeBron. But Dennis mm-hmm. Schroeder was out, you know. You ha- obviously a couple different guys, health and safety protocols. The West is a lot better than the Eastern Conference. I think you got to keep that one into Wait, play. No, 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 that,
0: that's not true. I've been told for years that the only reason LeBron went to the finals every year is because the West was hard and the East was easy. Ah,
1: that's right. Yeah,
0: yeah. that's my. Bad. Did you, you know what about
1: that? Yeah, I'm going to take that one out. Let me take okay. that one out. Right. And, and Trav, last one. Freaking guy's 36. You know, we hear all these politicking about MVPs, and I said this. We were talking about it, you know, I think a couple weeks ago. Um, I, I was saying that it's been seven years since he won MVP. It's the stupidest award, I, I, award I've ever heard of if the best player in the world, the most valuable player in the world, that through his prime from 29 to 35 has not won the the MVP. So what what, what kind of stake do I take into, the, into that award?
0: All you need to do to make the case for LeBron as MVP is show people last night's game against the Kings. That's it. Like, you, you don't think that he's the most valuable player? Because I've seen the Sixers without Embiid. I've seen the Nets without Harden. Mm-hmm. And I just got my first look at the Lakers without uh, LeBron James, and it was a flashback to those teams from a few years ago that had to fight and claw to beat bad teams, and that's what they had to do last night. And it's no disrespect to the guys that are out there. They battled hard, but LeBron just makes everything easier for everybody, and that's the definition of value, the I got most value. I got
1: a better example. Forget yesterday's game. How about when LeBron tries to go get a three, four-minute breather in the middle of a game? Right. You know, you know what I mean? All of a sudden, everything changes. They don't know how to uh, – everybody on the floor, just they're – Confidence level is completely different.
0: Anthony Davis get anything this year? Or missing all that time. It's just it, all, all. No, I don't think team, he gets anything. He, just, he gets nothing, right? All NBA. It's just too much time. Missed. By the way,
1: you know Rudy Gobert. Everybody talks about him Defensive Player of the Year, and he's won it obviously a couple times. Is it just me? But every time Gobert plays. You saw what Joe Embiid did to him a couple nights ago. He abused him, demolished him. Okay, yeah. and then you see what Anthony Davis does on him every time they play against each other. I mean, I, I get Gobert is a fantastic player, but when the elite of the elite centers go up against Rudy Gobert, he's not Rudy Gobert. So I think you got to take that into consideration.
0: So you say he's got a little Paul George in him that <laughs> when it's go time, he's a little less goy.
1: Man, PG, he's yeah. got to come up with a new nickname. What be a what would be a better nickname? Oh, that's good. We
0: should turn that over to Twitter, at Travis Rogers, at Alan Slewa. Send us our tweets, uh, your tweets along there. All right, so we talked a lot about the Lakers, and we'll continue to talk about them a little bit more, but I kind of want to change it up and go to a best-case, worst-case scenario for some of the other teams that are getting ready right now, namely the Dodgers and the Rams. What's the best thing that could happen? What's the scariest thing that could happen? That's coming up next. Travis and Sliwa, seven ten ESPN.
2: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
0: Good advice. That should be carved into a piece of wood or chipped into some stone and hung on a wall for future generations to understand. It reminds
1: me of like somebody that plays a professional game and then they go back in for another workout. You know, they just that they got that extra gear. I feel like Travis, you got different gears when it comes to uh, the eating game. <laughs>
0: Let's absolutely. put it that way. Absolutely. All right. A couple of quick uh, tweets here, Slee. This one is from Just B and Me. This says, uh, That's why I love Jeannie so much. She gets it. I too enjoyed seeing the other players get some shine last night. Mm. We lost the game, but it was competitive and exciting. Shout out to Jeannie. Yeah, I. I think we're a little spoiled here in L.A. for a variety of different reasons, but that's a very good example of it. You're not That doesn't happen on other NBA teams, other NFL teams. It's very, very rare to, to hear the person that's calling all the shots just come on and and shoot the breeze like that.
1: Trav, I, I got a quick story. So this is on uh, uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Doctor Jerry Buss, all right? So her dad, back in the day, um, Lakers would have a preseason game every single year down in San Diego you know they have that one they'll do one in Anaheim they'll do mm-hmm. one so when I was I don't know I was maybe 12 13 years old something along those lines and I remember seeing him there's certain people it's kind of funny the athletes I don't really get that star struck with but then you know at the time I'm like oh my gosh that's the freaking owner of the Lakers and yeah you, <laughs> you, you got just so much respect for you know what he's done long story short um i i stopped by and i just whatever i said to him right dr jerry buzz just want to say hi i'm i'm a kid right uh uh-huh. you should just see this guy he was so happy to just see somebody else excited to see him i'm so glad you're a laker fan i had a laker visor he signed the laker visor i still have it to this day right mm-hmm. and, and when you were asking when you were asking Jeannie, you were talking about how she's so accessible if you if you go to a Lakers game, it's not that tough to go say hello to Jeannie and say how much you whatever it is whatever kind of conversation. How she says, "Who's your favorite player?" That's the first thing that she asks. I think she gets a lot of that from her dad. I mean, that, that's yeah. a story that I'll I'll that stays with me, and I'm sure a lot of people have that same story with Genie. That type yeah. of story.
0: You know, you know what it is. I think to to kind of boil it down a little bit, that a lot of these. Entities, whether it's a corporation or whether it's an individual that owns these teams, almost all of them, let me me rephrase that. All of them are interested in making a buck. Mm -hmm. Okay. But there are very few of them where that isn't the number one priority. I think the Lakers are one of those few teams that the Lakers obviously are a business and they're run like a business and the Lakers are a profitable business. No question about it, but they want to win that that is the most important thing, that the Lakers want to win games, that Jeannie Bus and her dad wanted to connect with people in this. They want to meet Laker fans. They want to talk to Laker fans. They want to hear from Laker fans. That's not the case. They want to, they want to make, they being other owners of other teams, they want to make some money. They want to put butts in seats. That's all they care about, they, the bottom they, they, line. The bottom line, mm-hmm. and if they happen to win, fine. That would be better. I'd rather they want to make money first and then somewhere down further on the checklist is to win a championship. The Lakers at the top of the list is to win, and that's rare. And and it comes through so terribly obviously when you talk to her.
1: It is incredibly unique. All right? It's incredibly unique. Just go look at other sports franchises. Lakers played the Kings yesterday. You know the last time the Sacramento Kings were in the playoffs? It was 14 years ago. Mm -hmm. You know they've been around – just because Michael Thompson asked me 94 trivia questions during the pregame show. They've been around since 1923. They have one championship. It was in 51 or 52 or something along those lines. There's a lot of franchises that don't give a you-know-what. So I think there is something. There's this different type of respect to the Lakers because when they were down... Oh, Laker fans, of course, let them know, but it was 10 years since they won a championship and then they won a championship. So that is not a long time in the big picture of things. So you got to respect that.
0: No, absolutely. All right. One more quick one here. This is from John uh, in Huntington Beach of Fullerton. This is my favorite shows of your or of yours so far, by far, specifically because you haven't taken a Paul in Huntington Beach call. Look, everybody's welcome, John. Everybody should call all around anytime they want for instance let me just Casey.
1: say let me just say this the fact yeah. that somebody else is calling out somebody else that they haven't tweeted how is that person not right now tweeting as we're sitting here talking
0: well there there you go there you go we'll get to uh, we'll get to a bunch of calls 800 or 8 hold on let me re- make sure i get this one right 877 710 ESPN. See, I got it right on. Whose numbers
1: are you today. giving out these days?
0: You never know. I might give yours out if you're not careful. <laughs> Trav,
1: <laughs> I, I got to tell you a story. I, I could do it later on, but I got to tell you a story that has exactly that leading up to post game. I'll, I'll tell you the story later.
0: All right. All right. Let's do this right now. Uh, we spent a lot of time talking about the Lakers best case worst case scenario for a couple of different teams let's start with the rams right now um i went on with key uh j will and z this morning and they were asking me the question about the best case and worst case scenario for the rams and i'll be honestly i think that the 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 rams have gotten about 90 percent of the way home on best case scenario because they swapped out the quarterback Hmm. that was the piece that needed to happen jared goff was the thing that was preventing them from being outstanding and jared goff is no longer here matt stafford is in as far as best case scenarios go they got out from underneath that contract cost them a little bit to do it but the best case scenario is almost right here already
1: so Stafford shines in LA that's the best case scenario right Mm -hmm. and and you do figure out that the quarterback uh the quarterback play of golf was the difference of you making a legitimate run for a Super Bowl and then you cap it off with a Super Bowl which by the way isn't it here isn't isn't is it next at SoFi so that is obviously the best case scenario what's the worst case scenario
0: the worst case scenario is that what happened in Detroit was in mm. part because of what Matthew <laughs> Stafford was doing. That the that the Detroit That's the first Lions- thing I
1: thought of is that is <laughs> right. that the quarterback situation actually the Stafford wasn't the uh, wasn't the answer.
0: Right. That Stafford, the, the Lion stink doesn't wash off. That whatever mm. is in the, the air in the Detroit Lion locker room just is has permeated him and he can't get rid of it. That that's the beginning of the worst case scenario because that leads to you being stuck with him for for a while mm-hmm. not having any draft picks not having a ton of money to go spend as far as salary cap goes because they've been handing out a lot of money to a lot of different people Aaron Donald's injury doesn't heal completely and all of a sudden he goes from being not only the best player at his position but the best player in football to a regular NFL player mm. That Those are the sort that Cam Akers continues to get uh, injured, that he's unable to stay on the field. Andrew Whitworth looks like a 39-year-old guy coming back. There, there are some things that could happen, but I just think that the quarterback covers so many different things. I was watching something the other day. They're showing a bunch of highlights of him. He can move. I know he doesn't look like a great athlete as far as, you know, he doesn't look like a guy. That's move
1: around of, the pocket and he's kind of buy himself some time, right?
0: He's amazing mm-hmm. what he can do in there.
1: Yeah, the worst-case scenario, like you mentioned, is if Stafford didn't work out or you realized, okay, this guy, how many playoffs games did he win in Detroit? None. He didn't win one?
0: No, he went to one and won zero. Oh, he zero. lost
1: that one? Okay, yeah. so that, let's just say hypothetically it's that type of scenario, right? You get in the playoffs, but nothing really happens, and somebody else holds the Lombardi Trophy at SoFi mm-hmm. in you know what could be the first year where there's actually fans inside.
0: Yeah the worst case is not only does all do all of those things happen but it's the beginning of a run where you can't get out of your own way. Mm-hmm. That that that's the the one part about this that scares me a little bit is that if it does it's such a bold move which I love. It's such a move which is designed to win right away which I love. If it doesn't work, now what? Worth and I the don't, gamble. I, I honestly don't even know what the now what is because it's not like, all right, well, we're not going to be very good. We'll fall down. We'll get a high draft pick and we'll start. There, you don't have any high draft Detroit's got them. <laughs> there's, there's, there's nothing to bail yourself out at that point.
1: Trav, would you agree? 10 out of 10, just worth the gamble, right? You would do it over again. And what, what, I, I'm trying to think here. Yes, there is something you can lose, but I think you already knew with what you had. You're not going to win a Super Bowl. You're not going to get to a Super Bowl. It, it's worth the gamble.
0: I'll put it to you this way. You cannot go win a Super Bowl mm-hmm. when your quarterback is the weakest link in your team. He doesn't have to be your best player, but he can't be the guy hmm. that everybody holds their breath every time you snap the ball. That that can't be that. Yeah, the that's
1: not, that does and not that's, sound like a good combination.
0: And that's what it was, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, th- think about it. When the Rams were on offense, when, you know, the Omaha, Omaha, or Cali Berry, or whatever, Jared Goff would yell out, and that ball, you'd go, okay, 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 get rid of it, get rid of it, get rid of it, oh, okay, fine, we're good. Okay, yeah, right, that's good. not but good. That That's not going to be the case. Where, where there's
1: stuff. other quarterbacks where... Every time the ball is in the air, you know you're 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 saying this could be a touchdown. This could be. That. How do you make a pass like that on and out? You know, just kind of using it as an example. You really didn't have that uh, with Jared Goff.
0: All right. So the Dodgers got roughed up in a spring training game tonight. That doesn't matter. But what does matter? How is
1: concerned big, are you?
0: <laughs> nope, not that. Not that. A big question in the starting rotation. We'll get into that next. We got talk. We got to Sliwa. talk Kershaw
1: too. Got to talk Kershaw, Kershaw for
0: sure. Seven ten ESPN.